Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends, and I am so glad to share some thoughts with you today on our Healthy Leader series. I'm specifically going to be talking to newer leaders, but this is something that every leader, whether you're new to ministry or whether you're a seasoned leader, should be thinking about. Because today, we're going to be talking about a leader's foundation. But first, I want to tell you about my good friend, Charlie Bancroft, a.k.a. Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie, who is a worship artist, has led lots of music. You've probably used some of his music in your children's ministry. Nearly five years ago, started a project called the Carlitos Missions Project, He created a little plush comfort monkey that has gone around to children all across America and around the world, even into war zones. This little comfort monkey helps children hear about God's love in a simple, direct way. And there have been amazing stories coming from children who have received one of these little Carlitos monkeys and just how it has transformed them and helped them overcome some of life's toughest and hardest battles. Uncle Charlie wants to partner with you and your children's ministry to not only help children here in America but and around the world, but really in your own community. Because every $25 that's raised through the VBS missions offering, that gives one Carlitos kit for Uncle Charlie to use on his global mission, But he's also going to give you a Carlitos kit that you can take to your children's ministry. You could take to your local hospital, your homeless shelters. You could give it to a police department. So as they respond to a call, they can give it to a child. Maybe you know specifically of a child going through a hard season. You could take it to them. So every $25, you are helping some child somewhere in America or around the world. But you're also helping someone in your own neighborhood. What an amazing project. And here's what I want you to do. I want you just to at least set up a call with Charlie. Hear about what the Carlitos Project does, how you can use it, whether it's in a VBS project or a summer offering or a special drive. This is something that kids can buy into and own for themselves because it's kids helping kids. And it's a powerful thing. So I'm going to put in the show notes at thekidministrycollective.com. You go to the podcast page. You can click on this episode um, called Leaders Foundation. And you will see at the bottom of the podcast episode show notes the links to Charlie's website and how his email and how you can set up a call. And all I'm asking is you let him know that you heard about it on the Kid Ministry Collective podcast so that he can communicate because we want to know how many of our listeners will take up this project. I want to challenge you to consider this. So take a look at it. Follow the links. You can watch a quick three-minute video. He'll explain some things. There's a frequently asked questions page as well. But I want to challenge you. Just take a few minutes and set up a call with Charlie. You will be blessed because he's always a blessing to me. 
every time we talk. So check out the Carlitos Missions Project. It will be a win for you and children around the world. All right, let's dive into this week's episode talking about the Leaders Foundation. I've been working with, uh, through kmccoach.net, some younger leaders recently, and we started talking about this conversation a little bit, and this is something that's been on my mind for a while as we see brand new leaders joining the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. And I started thinking about it, and somebody asked me, well, how have you been in ministry for so long? How have you endured and been so resilient um, with all the ups and downs? And anybody knows parts of my story knows that I've been through a lot. I've been through some great ministries. I've been through some not-so-good ministries. And uh, I understand when it comes to real burnout, when it comes to church hurt, leadership hurt, getting bit by sheep. Um, you know, I've, I've used that phrase for years about sheep bite and shepherds throw stones sometimes. Um, it's one of the titles for my, one of my books coming, uh, because I know that it's real, but I want to help you today. Think about four things that you could do to build a solid leadership foundation so that you can be the resilient, longstanding leader you need to be. So whether you're starting out or whether you're well-seasoned or maybe mid-season in your ministry career, you can still check these things to see if they're in your foundation because it is super important. You know, Scripture tells us that we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not unto our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct our paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. One of the things that I have learned over the years, my friends, of having a firm foundation, something that has kept me resilient, is starting with that trust in my Father, that He who called me is going to walk with me through every single season. And so, because I know that, and because I trust Him, one of the first things that's part of my foundation is my passion for my Lord, my passion to point people to Jesus, to rob hell and to fill heaven. I want to ha- take my passion for reaching the next generation and watching the fruit come to harvest. That is a powerful thing. So one of the first things is how is your passion level? Now, your passion level should never really truly wane. It should stay strong. Now, you can get tired and you can get mentally fatigued, emotionally fatigued, physically fatigued, spiritually fatigued. Easy for me to say fatigued today. But here's the thing. Our passion, our work for the Lord should never be diminished because we know we are fulfilling the great commission and the great commandment. That should be our passion work. That should be a part, a key part of our overall calling in ministry. So how is your passion? Is it clear? Do you have a clear why? Why are you in ministry? What burns inside of you? You know, some people I find 
get enamored with the stage and being in front of kids and being silly and crazy and doing all the fun stuff, but they don't want to do the work behind the curtain, keeping the resource room stocked and cleaned and organized, uh, keeping an onboarding list for volunteers, actually creating a list for prospective volunteers and calling them and meeting with them and training them and onboarding them. A lot of leaders don't really want to do that. They just want God to just whoosh, pull volunteers into their pool. Their passion doesn't supersede and push them through all of those things. Passion will drive you through hard seasons. When I have gone through some of my darkest times, it was my passion for Jesus and serving him and reaching the loss that kept me from quitting. My why was a little girl in Detroit, Michigan, when I was 17 years old, who didn't know who Jesus was, and yet lived in a neighborhood where church she could have walked to a church, but she didn't even know who God was at all. She asked me that question on the very first day of a Bible club, and it rocked me to my core. And I went back to my room where I was staying that night, and I said, God, I know you're calling me to ministry. I know that I am designed and created to reach children like her, and honestly, anyone like her. I was called to ministry, not just to children's ministry. I was called to serve my God, and that passion was ignited inside of me that I did not want a single person, man, woman, child, to be left behind without hearing the name of Jesus first and having that opportunity. My passion drives me forward. My why keeps me clear and keeps me from getting distracted and doing other things. And I also have an end goal for my life. I want to leave a legacy of other leaders who share my passion. That's why I coach leaders. It's not a business for me. It's not a way to make a buck. This is my calling. This is why I want to serve you. I'm not the fanciest on social media. I'm not an influencer. I'm not on main stages. And you know what? I'm okay with all of that. I just want to serve leaders who want to grow. I want to help leaders that have a passion but aren't sure how to take next steps or feel like they're chaotic and, and, and they're just you know overwhelmed by everything. Or maybe they've still got some wounds and they're wondering, does God really even want to use me? Am I really cut out for leadership? Those are the kind of people I love helping embrace who they are and step into their calling and then watch the fruit harvest come. Passion is part of my foundation. Attitude is another. I'm not sure who said this quote. It sounds like a John Maxwell quote. I've, I don't remember where I heard it, but alt attitude determines altitude. How high you go as a leader, how great of an impact you have in your community, in your church, is going to de be determined by the foundational attitude you have. If you are sour on parents, sour on why people won't serve, if you are sour, if your attitude is sour, whether you speak it out to all the people or not, it comes out 
Your attitude will reflect your heart. And your attitude can overshadow your your passion because your attitude can take you down. It can poison you. It can poison your passion. Your attitude matters. Your attitudes were recruiting, your attitude towards uh, administration and organizing and event planning, your attitude towards lesson prep and presentation, your attitude towards scheduling, your attitude towards talking to parents, your attitude towards talking to a, a cantankerous volunteer or parent, your attitude towards staff or your senior leader, uh, your attitude matters, my friends. And one of the keys to resiliency and longevity in ministry is maintaining a godly, submissive attitude. Whether you get your way or not, your attitude matters. Philippians 2, 7-14, I challenge you to read this and let it ruminate and marinate in your mind and it will change your attitude. Jesus' attitude was to take on the form of a servant. He put himself in human flesh so that you and I could know what it means to have God dwell with us. Think about it. Let me read this to you. Who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. His attitude was, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. He humbled himself, obedient on the cross. Some of us as leaders, our attitude towards our senior leadership, because they've stepped in and in, in said no, we can't do this, or no, you can't have an increased budget, or this or that. We've all of us labeled them an oppressor or a narcissist, and our attitude becomes combative. Our attitude becomes me versus them. Listen, your attitude needs to submit to the cross. And I challenge you, if you're struggling in this area, this is a part of your foundation that can bring you down if you're not careful. How about our teams? Our team is a foundation. We need to start thinking we is better than me. We is better than me. And some of us, again, our passion is we want to reach kids, but our attitude is nobody wants to help. Nobody will do this better than I am. I can do it. Or I'm the only one that cares as much. Nobody else cares as much as I do. Then guess what? You're never going to get a team. You're never going to get anybody close enough to you because you're going to be a gatekeeper. You're going to protect all the knowledge. One of the things that I've always tried to do once this got into my head and I had to rebuild my foundation because I didn't have a team attitude. Even though I love playing on a team and I like leading a team, I didn't like sharing with my team. And I liked having knowledge is power kind of thing until I got confronted on it. And from that day on, I started sharing everything I knew. I always had a book that I jokingly called Tom's Brain Book. 
and it had all the passwords and all the memberships and subscriptions and deadlines and it had all the power up and power off procedures and it had maps of all my rooms and the way they're supposed to be set up for Sunday morning and I everything I could think of I put down in this book so if God took me off the planet or I needed to leave or did to leave whether I wanted to or not somebody could pick up that brain book and know how to keep that ministry growing so so that the children would never miss a beat why? Because my passion was clear. My end goal for my children's ministry was clear. My attitude was one I'm here to serve, and I'll stay and serve as long as God wants me to serve and not a day more. I am replaceable. I am just a servant of the king. That's why I, hear, I come to serve you all. And I want you to think about the idea that Ecclesiastes 4.10 talks about the idea that two are better than one. If you're in a small church, and I've been there, I've served in churches with 25 or 30 people, and I did the children's ministry, five or 10 kids, but you know what? I always had somebody with me. I found one person, and I asked them to come step into a great mission, and they did. And then I asked them, who do you know that could help us? Now, I want you to go and recruit them and ask them to join us so now we can have three. Before long, I almost had one volunteer for every kid in my ministry for a while. But then guess what? God started to grow. Our, the fruit started to happen. Why? Because our passion changed our attitudes. And then because my attitude changed, I attracted a team. And my team had my passion and had my attitude. And guess what? Two became three, and the three were certainly better than one. We is always better than me. So I want to challenge you. If you're new to ministry, I want you to find somebody further ahead for you. Don't just, if you're in a small church, don't hang out with just small church people. Find a couple churches that are bigger and go hang out with those people. They will grow your mindset. Because again, if your passion and your attitude don't match attitude determines your altitude so you need to get some good people around you some positive people around you if you've got some negative people around you if you've got some cynical people around you if you've got some you know antagonizers around you get rid of them cut them loose put up some boundaries put some distance <laughs> create some space because you want to get the right people around you but i want to challenge you if you're new to ministry find a paul who can disciple you who can encourage you who can mentor you Check out kmccoach.net. I'm plenty down the road for a lot of you that are listening to this podcast. I would be honored to have you come try a coaching journey with me. But I, if you're a Paul, go find a Timothy. I am looking for younger leaders that I can pour into. I want to help you not make the mistakes that I made, but to grow further and faster than I ever did. Because you don't have to make those mistakes. Because you can learn from my silly experiences. And not so silly experiences. But I want you to look in your ministry. Who is somebody that can pour into you that's older? Who is somebody that you can, you can pour into who is younger? So even you younger leaders need to find some younger people to pour into. Find your Paul, find your Timothy. And you will have a team of people that can do great things. Last part of our foundation, and I'm going to wrap up. 
is your heart. You know, this goes back to passion and attitude and your team because it all affects our hearts. You know, when you have a clear why, then that why creates priorities and values and boundaries. And those boundaries help guard your heart. You know, when we sow into our hearts to please the Holy Spirit, it's from the Spirit that we reap eternal life. And one of the ways that we don't wear out and burn out is when we guard our hearts. Because we know that scripture says, let's not become weary in doing good. For at a proper time, we're going to reap a harvest if we don't give up. Leaders, I know ministry is hard. It's harder than it's ever been. But Jesus didn't say it would be easy. He didn't say following him would be easy. He didn't expect it to be a cakewalk, and neither should you. This is why you put on the armor and let God fight your battles for you. You don't have to fight for something or someone else. You don't have to fight against them because we're not supposed to fight against flesh and blood. We are to serve and to love others, and as much as it depends on us to live peaceable with everybody. These things come out of our hearts, and we have to guard them. And... Let me challenge you, if you've got some past hurt, if you've got some, some, your passion, you've, you've just not protected it, you've not gotten clear or you've lost your clarity on those things, let me challenge you to step back. Maybe you need to consider a Restoring Leaders retreat or you need to come talk to me at, over at restoringleaders.org and help figure out where did you lose some of those things. Where did your passion go? Where, where, where did your attitude tank? Where did you decide that I was better than them, we, us? <laughs> and when did you stop protecting your heart? See, when we get weary, it's because we haven't guarded our heart. We haven't practiced the disciplines of solitude, silence, stillness, Sabbath. I can tell, you know, and listen, I'm telling you guys, and I've said it before, it drives me crazy that people are marketing burnout to sell products. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Products don't solve burnout. Guarding your heart will guard you from burnout. Having the right foundation will protect you from burnout. Trust me, I know. There's people that claim to be burned out, and I'm like, no, you just wore yourself out. You were, you were tired. Uh, your, your attitude sucked. Your team was non-existent. Your passion was gone. You let your bucket get dry. That's why you burned out. But we can repair that because that's what God's in the business of doing. He's chosen us for amazing things and a life of abundance. Listen, my friends, how's your passion? How's your attitude? How's your team? How's your heart? I hope you'll take some time to reflect on that. If I can help you walk through any of these things, I would love to talk to you. I would love to know that this has impacted you. So I hope that you would take a few minutes. You can email me at tom at tombump.com. You can go to restoringleaders.org if you're hurting, if you're feeling like you're going to burn out, 
go to restoringleaders.org and set up a call there. If you want a Paul, you want someone to help you not only figure out your foundation, but what's your next steps. Maybe you need somebody just to talk to, somebody to, to share what's going on in your world and your ministry. Hey, come check out a KMC coaching journey and don't think you can't afford to do this because what's the cost of losing you to the kingdom? See, God wants you in his economy. He wants you in ministry. If he's called you, he wants you there. He doesn't want you to walk away and go do something else. He wants you to trust him with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, but in everything acknowledge him. And he's going to make the path straight. And notice he didn't say easy. He said, I'll make it straight. I'm going to give you a clear direction so you know how to walk and lead. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And again, my name is Tom Bump, and I'm here to serve you. How can I help? I would love to, to do that. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I hope that you will stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.